For 40 years, I've walked the line between worlds and am well-versed in death. But I want to have faith in humans. Give me something to believe in. Earth below me, sky above me, fire within me. Brought to you by UPRN Network. I'm Trish Moe, and this is The Missing Piece. Goodness. Good evening, everyone. I'm Trish. I'm your host. This is The Missing Piece. Thank you for joining me tonight. We're broadcasting live on the 105.3 FM New Orleans, as well as United Public Radio Network. We are also uh, on Parapost Network and Roku now for the archives. So welcome, everyone. It is Monday, February 6th. I need new headphones, I swear. I say that every time. Anyways, how is everyone? Welcome, Raymond. Good to have you here. Thanks for joining us. And everyone else who's here as well. Um, So today, tonight, rather, I am going to be discussing, um, and it's interesting how this came about. So not only did I recently rewatch Batman Begins uh, from, I believe it was, gosh, 2005. I think that was the original. Uh, the, but I, I saw that, and it was September 20th, I believe. I walked, and and I think I I discussed this last week, and it was interesting because I walked out to my vehicle, and there was a dead bat um, right in front of my my vehicle, and it hadn't been touched. You you know, it hadn't been um, eaten by something or or other animals were, um, it literally looked like it just dropped out of the sky. So... And I can pull, I was going to pull a um, picture of that up for you all. Um, But it was the craziest thing. And then I looked up and the sky, you know, the clouds looked really odd. It wasn't, um, I don't know, it was a really strange day. Um, And it seems like this was, again, back September 20th, 2022. It seems like since that time everything else has gone to hell um so i don't know if if, um you know chaos has broken out in your towns but it, it definitely um definitely has in mind so it's it's concerning because well aside from wars and things going on all over the world um it's just not it's not it's not a normal chaos i guess i guess i should say so with that um bats typically you know they they've been used throughout history in numerous depictions both good and bad um i'm trying to get my if you all can hear i keep freezing again um 
but 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 I wanted to explore that phenomenon of um, you know sometimes they are considered bad omens in, in parts of the world, other parts of the world that consider them very lucky and good omens. Um, so from superheroes to villains, um, and from UFOs to mythology, bats um, generally just overall universally symbolize transformation as well as destruction. Um, and it has for centuries, but that, that goes along with, with the, the birth, I'm sorry, death and rebirth cycles of life. So, um, I wanted to kind of recognize the various ways and explore the various ways that they have, bats have been depicted and represented in movies, comics, folklore, um, and even in real life. So if you all are ready to go down that bat hole or bat filled hole, bat filled rabbit hole, <laughs> let's get started. So, um, so they've been, They've been associated, as I was saying, with um, a range of spiritual meanings across many different cultures. Um, I want to say, um, so in witchcraft, I love bats, by the way. Um, they are not, they don't, they don't symbolize bad luck or, or something that's, well, it considers what you, I guess it depends depends on what you consider bad, because most of the time, any type of transformation in life, for me anyways, is, even though it might be difficult, um, is, is something that typically needs to be done. So um, in Chinese culture, they typically represent happiness and a long life. They're also seen as a symbol of good fortune and prosperity. And in the Mayan culture, they were seen as a a symbol of fertility and abundance. Um, in Native American cultures, they're seen as messengers from the spirit world and are a sign of protection from negativity. Um, in some African cultures, however, um, they represent fear, darkness, mystery. Um, but in all of these cultures, they they have that deep spiritual meaning and, and are often seen as an important part of, you know, rituals and practices and understandings. So in mythology, which was the interesting one that I wanted to to address, um, because you always hear about um, Greek and Roman mythology, you know, you don't you don't hear a lot about um, many of the North American uh, legends and folklore as far as deities or um, the different tribal associations affiliated with different animals um, in, in years past, you know, tens of thousands of years ago and how those were represented. Um, I came from the Southwest, so it's, it's very common for animals to be associated with, with our spirit guides and bats in in New Mexico, um, you can go to Carlsbad Caverns where they have, and, and it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen um, at dusk, at sundown every night, well, at dusk, they, they have a, um, they have a flight of the bats um, at the caves there. There's these extensive caves. 
can see, um, you know, they have all the crystal formations and things like that. Um, but it, at dusk, these bats, they have the flight of the bats, which are tens of thousands of bats come out of the cave um, at sundown. And it's amazing um, because, you know, they, they travel with their, the saying blind as a bat, they travel using their, their sonar um, senses. And so it's, it's amazing watching them because they, when they're in that mass grouping, they fly in sort of such a harmonic way. You know, if you put music to that, it would be amazing. Um, I think an orchestra should sit outside of that, <laughs> that cave and, and play to, to the flight of the bats because um, something like old school Mozart or, um, but, but it is truly a, a magnificent, magnificent sight. So if you have the opportunity in your lifetime to view bats in flight in that manner, then, then I would highly recommend it because it's absolutely amazing. Um, again, that's, that's in Carlsbad, New Mexico. So, so bats obviously have been a big normal part of my life, of course. And, um, I have, I guess I even have, you know, my, my Lily monster drawing behind me and you can't see very well with, with bats and such. Um, but everybody, so going back, what really started out and gave bats a bad name was obviously the beginning of the shutdown. As everybody recalls, um, they were associated with causing the entire destruction of apparently the planet, um, which ended up not being, there, there weren't any, I guess there weren't, I mean, there were facts pointing to, to bats, but, but I think, I think they, they get the, uh, you know, bats, bats provide tons of, as far as with insects and things like that, so many benefits opposed to, opposed to the non-benefits. So, um, when I, um, the night of the shutdown, so it would have been 2020, right? I think 2020, um, the night of the shutdown, there were some gentlemen, I was, I was a dealer at a casino and there were some gentlemen at my table who I just noticed, you know, everybody's running around, didn't know, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew that the, the entire world was about to shut down, of course. And one of the players at my table um, had a bat tattoo on his hand. And I was like, that's interesting. Um, can I ask, you know, why, why you have that? And they said they were bat exterminators. Um, and all we knew at that time were the bats caused everything. So, so I was like, wow, you're, you're about to have a lot of business in the near future. So <laughs> um, they said they traveled and they exterminated bats. And um, so that was the first, the, the first time I ever started thinking about bats in a, in a different way. And so here we are, two years later, this bat falls out of the sky, lands in front of my vehicle in the morning. And I was like, ooh, I mean, bats are a good sign, but when they're dead, I, well, I don't like anything being killed, much less right at my, you know, 
my the door to like my front door or or to my vehicle but there are predators that leave such things as as a gift so i did consider that as well like my cat um my cats don't go outside but but my my old cat probably would have done something like that um and left it as a gift but it made me think what is going on in my area that would cause something like that to happen and after that time there were many days where it was reported in my city so many traffic accidents things like that the people the people that were interviewed would talk about being turned around you know they would say they went the opposite direction they were supposed to they got confused all of a sudden they were dizzy they had all of these symptoms and i was thinking you know if there's an external if there's an environmental factor affecting humans and well animals um bats or mammals you know affecting these bats navigation and ability to fly you know to where they just drop out of the sky then i'm sure it probably has effects on humans as well which brought me to the mine the the bat god and y'all are probably thinking how does this even connect to one another well uh the mayan bat god Kamazots. um it was at the end of the 19th century edwards sailor identified that bats were seen on a pottery base dug up by erwin Dieseldorf at charma in guatemala and it was also it was known to them as the death bat um or this the snatch bat i believe it was uh from the kiiche mayan legend um but it wasn't ever really examined rigorously um it became so well established that almost every image of the mayan bat was labeled as a kamazads um we haven't discovered any any ancient renderings of the hero twins in the in the chamber of the kamazads which cast doubts on the significance because in ancient maya in terms of um iconography or or ethno history things like that multiple figures with bat-like features exist um both bats man bats um that, that had human characteristics um so so in terms of the iconography and the history of the cultures creatures that are both bats and anthro what's what's that word anthro i don't know bat people basically <laughs> exist so so it's an interesting situation because um bats show up in mainly four contexts initially um they're used as a emblematic sign of certain groups um second of all they function as messengers messengers from the sky from the ground from caves which however you because they fly but they also come from underground so um they as messengers they often are in the company of birds on vessels um the third the third category is um pollination um vegetation and fertility 
and that's where they're coupled throughout history with the hummingbird. And then the the last group, which is the largest, they were they were associated with the wahi beings, um, which were mostly believed to have been beast-like manifestations of sicknesses. So if you consider how that relates to the pandemic. But let's go back. Okay, let's let's back it up a little bit. So bats are also a symbolism of in, in many cultures of fear and being afraid of the dark or darkness or darkness, dark times in life, things like that. So if you think about all of these people who had fear instilled in them through media and, and propaganda and things like that, I'm not saying that um, I'm not saying the C word that that shut the world down didn't exist. I'm not saying it wasn't important. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying anything on a mass scale that instills fear will spread. So much like the virus, I, I assume that throughout history, the Black Plague, Spanish flu, any anything you you can you can imagine over you know every hundred or so years, the energy of that fear could possibly we've we've talked about this many times, and the ability for things like that to manifest um, de demonic creatures, things like that. Um, or these otherworldly beasts. So who's to say that it couldn't? Um, and, and there's there's throughout time, the group this grouping specifically includes, um, gosh, many different vessels featuring like the fire breathing bat. Um, that, for example, the uh, Dysledorf's Chama vessel. Um, but what? Edward Seller was saying is that these associations should be re-examined because many times it's it's not the creatures themselves, it's humans um, or or whatever group of being that that almost creates these creatures. So based on what we think they look like. Um, now, something something I found interesting um, was in North America, anyways, North and South America, was the correlation of the comma comma. I keep wanting to say comatose, but that which which would actually be relevant later, but but that's not how you pronounce it. Comazots. Um, anyways, is the is the um, correlation between that and the chupacabra? which most people are more familiar with uh, in this part of the world. So um, both myth mythical creatures, they've both been a part of uh, the Mexican and Central American folklore for centuries, uh, but they have many similar characteristics and they're distinct in many ways. Um, they, the Chupacabra is a legendary creature believed to live in, the, in America, in North America. Um, it's said to be uh, and a reptilian being with spikes or quills on its back. It has an appetite for livestock, particularly goats, and is rumored to suck the blood from these animals, just leaving the carcass behind. Um, some stories even describe it as having glowing red, red eyes. 
Now the Kamazots, on the other hand, is, is a Mesoamerican uh, bat god. Um, he's described as having a head of a bat, head, head and face of a bat with very large wings and sharp claws. Um, he's been associated with night death the underworld and and was often depicted as, as a really terrifying creature. You can also go as far as comparing Mothman to Kamazots because again, giant winged creature, glowing red eyes, bad omen when it comes to um, major catastrophic events or deaths. Um, so with with Kamazots, he was in some versions of the legend. He's said to have swooped down from the sky to snatch up his victims, taking them to the underworld and stealing their souls. Now, um, aside from Chupacabra and Kamazots sharing certain aspects of their appearance, um, such as the the reptilian features and wings, um, Chupacabra is associated with sucking blood from livestock. So it, it's, they're both feared by many, um, but they're distinct entities uh, from different different origins, different, different legends attached to them. Kamazots was actually all, in, in many legends was also said to be associated with one of the first depictions of a vampire. So I, that's also, that's interesting. Um, El Chupacabra seemed to be related. It was more of a mythical entity of the older Mayan um, cultures. Um, so also said to, you know, obviously extract fluids. They just use different terminology. Um, but that one was what was interesting because in those legends, they said it was, um, it had the ability, it only hunted at night, but it had the ability to transform into a statue during the day. Um, and it was called Goat Sucker in, in the same manner that Chupacabra is now. So is it possible that the present day cryptid El Chupacabra has an older Mayan ancestor in the bat god Kamazots. That's an, that's an interesting correlation, but also um, what turns into a stone during, you know, a stone statue, gargoyles. Um, gargoyles, depending on, again, who you, who you get your, who information or folklore from, they can be good or bad. Um, they were initially seen as terrible creatures that were hunted by many of the churches, many of the Roman Catholic churches. Um, and most people think that they were placed on those churches and buildings to protect them, which in, in other parts of the world would be true. You know, a lot of people now put stone statues of different, different animals, different lions and um, dragons, things like that, to protect their property, protect their castles. Um, but the gargoyle was, by the Roman Catholics, was placed on many of those buildings as a warning um, 
to to other gargoyles gar gargoyles per se that they would you know it's kind of like putting their head on a on a stake on the building um warning that they kill any entities like that so and and those both are seen all over the world um yes josh gnomes as well you know some people are terrified of gnomes um others consider them a very um sacred protection um symbol or entity you know as far as having the garden gnomes said that those would protect your garden from from elementals um evil evil fairy spirits things like that other people are absolutely terrified of them but but i think with anything there's there's duality you know there's duality in every single entity because there's always a flip side there's there's the up and down the north and south you know there's there's always the other side of it there's always the other perspective so plus i i guess your interaction with with any of these things would depend on how you treat them you know as far as their gargoyles being placed on top of churches because as a to be a warning symbol to other gargoyles and dragons and things like that to not uh, approach that that building um, or land or what whatever it was supposed to symbolize that would be a bad thing obviously um, but with humans, you have to take it with a grain of salt because we we tend to kill anything we don't understand. You know, we we always, um, for instance, I guess in my own life with with dragons and and winged creatures and things like that. I growing up in the Gila wilderness in southwestern New Mexico. I saw a Gila monster. That's that's what they're called. They're these enormous uh, lizard creatures that are typically red and black or orange and black, and they have they don't have fangs. They they have rows of teeth, but it's their saliva that's highly toxic to humans um, or animals. And so when they bite, and they have have huge mouths, um, so. So when they bite, um, it's their saliva that can kill a person. It 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 actually um, damages the nervous system. And it wasn't until I I contracted Lyme disease later on that I realized that now they're using the saliva from Gila monsters as an anecdote to to Lyme disease even. So uh, the same with with uh, bees. The uh, venom is an anecdote, is is one of the possible, I wouldn't say it's, it's like a temporary cure for Lyme disease. So all these times that I thought that, that these animals are, I used to get stung by bees all the time. But then I realized after I learned that, um, they weren't trying to kill me. They were trying to heal me. So it depends on your perspective, again. Um, there's there's many many um, now the interesting thing with chupacabras and comma zots um, 
So everybody gets the the UFO symbolism and correlation with a cr winged creature. Did you all hear that? It was like something threw something at me from behind. I mean, probably did, but um, yes, Josh, the poison is a cure. Um, I say that all the time. And that's why I say I, I don't consider bats uh, a bad omen either. Um, but as far as as the correlation with UFOs, it, you know, they talk about in these legends, a creature that swoops down in the night, takes a per abducts a person, um, essentially, and takes them to the underworld, the underground, somewhere. Maybe takes them up in the sky. People probably don't know. They, if they assumed it was bats, they probably assume they take them back to caves. But with both of these, they were said to leave um, a triangle pattern of three dots where a person would have been bitten. So, pull up, I don't know, over the years, numerous, yep. I was just waiting. Nope. <laughs> For the glitches. Do you hear the sirens? Yeah. So so I, I could probably pull up numerous pictures of people that had <laughs> there we go. People that had um a triangle shaped marking on somewhere on their body, neck, um, back of the neck was one of the most widely reported wrists things like that um puncture wounds that they woke up with and had you know missing time and all of that so so it's an interesting theory who is anthony cabellos Y'all have to remember, I lived under a rock for like the last, you know, 41 years of my life. So um, somebody compared me to, uh, what's that girl that gets in Stranger Things? I've never seen Stranger Things. I watched part of one episode. Um, what's a girl that gets, she gets taken, or 11. Yeah, because she doesn't have any memory of like years of her life. Um, but that movie is based on, you know, MK Ultra and those things. So, oh, I see. <laughs> I thought that that was somebody in relation to uh, to to what we were discussing as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, so. So how this gets, I'm trying to stay on track, y'all. Y'all know my ADHD here. Um, the other, I will mention briefly because it's important in, in relation to abductions. The Greek goddess Persephone was also um, affiliated with bats because in Greek mythology, you know, she's the, the daughter of Zeus and Demeter. Um, she was the goddess of grain and harvest. Again, bats have also been affiliated with uh, fertility and harvest and, and grains. Um, 
but Persephone was abducted by Hades, you know, the god of the underworld, and, and taken to the underworld. And it said that bats um, were sent to search for her after, after she created a, a distress call, a distress signal, essentially, um, with her goddess frequency. Um, other versions indicate that the bats were, in fact, aiding Hades in nocturnal flight. Um, but in most depictions of that specific legend uh, with Persephone, they represent her journey and transformation um, into being the queen of the underworld. And very, very rarely are they ever associated with, with Hades. Um, now bats as symbols, um, there's been, I was looking, I know I've seen it somewhere. If you know of any um, throughout history, historically, any type of secret societies that were affiliated with um, a bat symbol, things like that, um, send it to me or post it on my page because I know I've seen it somewhere. I can't remember, um, but but I know, and it was recently too, um, but bats in the media, the most faint or infamous, I guess, um, that most people think of automatically as Batman, which uh, sort of like Persephone, um, his the basis of him becoming Batman was based on his personal journey and um, transformation, basically, um, overcoming fear and 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 the need for vengeance and things like that. Um, but another forgotten um, bat affiliation in the media, um, I totally forgot that the, the, the name of this place was even the same, was A Wrinkle in Time. Now, the first book of that was released in, I believe, in 1941, um, 1940 or 1941. Um, but there was a newer version released uh, just a few years ago. I, I want to say um, 2016, 17, maybe. I don't know. I, I remember I did watch that with my kids. Um, and it, and it, it's also based on Madeline uh, Leigh Ingalls. Is that classic novel, A Wrinkle in Time? So Kamazots is a dark and oppressive planet in that book um, that serves as the home of the novel's main antagonist, It. Speaking of Stranger Things, um, the planet is described as being ruled by an evil force called the Black Thing, which has caused all of the inhabitants to become robotic and emotionless. The children of Kamazots are forced to march in unison, think in unison, and show no individual thought or creativity. Okay, people. What's happening with the world right now? What is happening with the world? I mean, they've taken away arts and and music in most public schools for the most i they still have it to a degree but where i'm from anyways they're doing away with libraries they're doing away with um so many things in public schools um because they say they don't have the funding so right um but the children of Kamazots are forced to march in unison think in unison 
<laughs> look alike, act alike, all of that, which is absolutely ridiculous. And oh, oh I thought it could, I thought it kicked me off again. Um, and so I do that, and it's an amazing movie. Um, but but what happens in in the book and the movie the the lack of imagination and individuality makes it easy for the it or the black thing to control the entire population of the plant of their that planet Kamazots. Um and so in addition to its oppressive environment the planet's also surrounded by an invisible wall that prevents anyone from leaving or entering without permission Sounds like California during the shutdown, huh? Just kidding. Anyways, so I um I and now I haven't seen that movie in years. I need to go back and watch it because that was an amazing one. There was another one. Um oh in, in that I do remember that. Um there's also a strange red sunset that occurs every day. Um in Kamazots in, in that movie, um, which is said to be, it, it's like a sign of the planet's dark and oppressive nature. Um, there was another one, Storm Runner, I want to say. Uh, it was, it was a, a trilogy. It was a three-part uh, novel. I'm telling you, I'm going to have to start this book club that I've been, because I have so many good books that I want to read. Um, but that was another movie that mentioned or had the same, had this concept of Kamazots. Um, and so the interesting thing about A Wrinkle in Time, the original one, it was actually, it began with um, just some students in school. They, they, this entire class put together a play that they acted out basically. Um, because they had the concept of this giant paper mache, they made this like giant paper mache brain that basically controlled everything and everyone. You know, people weren't allowed to think on their own or basically lose all individualism, um, indiv individualism, individuality. Um, but but it makes you think about certain countries. You know, for a while. Look at private schools. Private schools, everyone wears the same thing. Everyone, um, you know, abides by the same rules and everything. But there's no, and I'm not saying all private schools. I'm saying it's it's that concept, military um, institutions, things like that. Um, China, for the longest time, had, um, well, e even now, you know, <laughs> you talk about, um, AI taking over, there's so many, as far as people act a certain way, many times now, I think, I think, I think we've lost humanity in a sense of being genuine because, um, there's, people are afraid, you know, how would those people actually be, yeah, maybe there's less crime, I doubt it, because they keep all those emotions bottled up and stuff, but People are afraid of acting certain ways because there's cameras all over the place. There's this whole cancel culture that we've created that no one wants to say anything or do anything because they're so afraid of, of getting caught by, by whom, right? Like, 
anyways, we'll, we'll tangent there. So the most infamous, I, I was going to say notorious, the most infamous bat-like affiliation, obviously, is, is Batman, who has been, uh, gosh, in comics throughout time, movies, uh, what are they on now, the I don't even know. I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen all of the Batmans. I did see the last one I saw with uh, Robert Pattinson. We won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> but the that night, here's here's how my neighborhood is. Uh, you know, oh, that which is comes back to what also um, reminded me of this and this most recent few weeks is because I was doing a tour at the Capitol. Um, so when I drove downtown, I saw there was a business with a giant bat signal out front. Um, you know, like the light that, that signals the, the <laughs> distress signal for Batman. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I guess, I guess, you know, my city is sort of like Gotham. So, um, and we did have Topeka was cap the mental illness capital of the world at one time. That's that that was the title we had, which is ridiculous. But but you know, with all of the asylums in the state and things like that, it it made sense how they got that title. Um, but then after I saw the last, I went to the movies, seeing the last Batman. Whenever it came, it was like a year ago, maybe. And on my way home, there was a man standing on my street corner with a clown's mask and holding a machete. And I'm like, huh, well, that's interesting. The next day, I was stuck in traffic all the way on the other side of town. Um, and someone's mailbox right in front of me was, um, or, you know, I was in traffic, but, but there were houses on the side of the road. And the mailbox said Riddler. And I was like, okay, you know, these are the type of synchronicities I get in in the in Oz here. So, um, but then it made me start thinking about the other Batmans and Batman Begins specifically. So Batman is basically, he's traumatized um, because of... Well, the first thing that happened was he fell, he fell in that hole, right? So, um, that's not how he, that's not how he became Batman, but, um, he, he developed the fear of bats after he fell into, it was like a hole, a cave, uh, when he was only six years old. And, um, but that later became his inspiration in creating this alter ego Batman, um, during that journey of personal journey of self-discovery. So his anger, however, uh, developed from, he saw his parents murdered by Joe Chill and he, it, that caused a combination of, of personal trauma, um, grief and, and the desire to avenge their death. Um, but from that point on, Bruce Wayne or Batman vowed to protect Gotham City from crime and corruption. Um, so he fights against villains such as Bane, Scarecrow, Falcone. Um, he utilizes a variety of high-tech gadgets and vehicles to aid in his mission. 
while while joining forces with the allies of Reynos, like Robin, Batgirl, um, Alfred Pennyworth. So see Pennyworth and um, which is interesting because then there's Pennywise, which is it, you know, R.L. or gosh, R.L. Stephen King. Um, and so he also uses a combination of martial arts and psychological tactics to, um, to defeat his enemies. But the interesting thing I thought about in Batman Begins, Scarecrow, right? He is the, I don't know who, who's he played by. Um, Scarecrow is, is the one who is a, a professor and of psychology and he ends up performing experiments with an invention he calls fear, fear gas or fear powder on, on his students and, and other unwilling victims that and then he also wears the scarecrow mask and his victims see when he injects them with this or or they inhale it however it's delivered they see whatever their greatest fear is and so um it, it was also said to be put in the water um things like that. He had many different ways of, of using that against people. And so it was, so, well, there's two things. So Scarecrow, I was like, here we go with another Scarecrow. Okay. In Kansas anyways, with, as with many places, our water basically is poison. I mean, everyone's is. Well, that I know of in, in the U.S. anyways. Um, you know, they put fluoride in it. They put chloride. They put chemicals, all kinds of stuff. Um, but then our air also, we have so many chemtrails here that affects not only people, people and animals that live here, obviously, but it affects our crops as well. And Kansas, the water, obviously, Kansas River is one of the largest state rivers i believe in the united in the united states but it flows into the missouri river which joins into the mississippi river which obviously goes to the the gulf and then distributes into all of the oceans so anything they do here in the heartland is going to affect the water all over the world um but there's there's a lot of problems with it in kansas specifically the livestock is becoming you know, the humans, for that matter, becoming mutated. Um, you see, I when I first moved here, I realized um, that, uh, you know, with the schools and stuff, there's so many children, very young children, kindergarten and such, that have things like cleft, cleft lips, cleft palates, and that's a direct uh, symptom of of usually of chemical exposure and things like that um so scarecrow being the main um villain you know to batman 
Um, I thought that fit well. Plus, with with like the Wizard of Oz, you know, we we have Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz. We have the uh, and although that Scarecrow's uh, friendly, he's he goes in search of a he needs a brain, you know. So that goes along with the Wrinkle in Time as well. Um, it's all connected, but. Um, hey, Jenny, I'm glad you, thank you for watching as well. Good to have you here. Um, but yeah, so Batman uses his, he uses a device, a gadget on his shoe to, uh, as a distress signal to summon the bats. The bats contrary to what most people think they do in the movie do not do anything to to the SWAT team you know that's that's coming he they don't harm anyone they cause confusion and chaos because of their their the the mass number of them they're just flying around people and and um everybody gets confused and then batman's able to escape so he uses that sonic frequency distress signal to call in um, all of the bats, hundreds of bats. Now, why is this relevant? Well, I saw, um, it was a quote from, from Russia um, that, that they use that they can summon extraterrestrials or UFOs by simply flying their their fighter jets and such around, just just doing training exercises. Because what happens that calls in all these other other things that come to investigate to see what's going on, much like um, you know UFOs being reported over. Any type of anytime anybody anybody in the world starts nuclear um, starts testing um, at different nuclear sites or it's even mentioned, you'll see uh, reports of sightings even from the from the uh, military pilots and things like that in in large numbers. Um, so when that started happening. Uh, in my my over my state anyways this last week there were tons of reports of ufos there was even one and i will post this on my, on my page after i get permission um our local news ksnt um there was a it just says a northeastern kansas woman It says that she, oh, let me find it. Um, she reported there's a cloud formation or like a, they call it punch holes in the sky. Um, so it was a bunch of holes. Oh, here's the Russian one. Yeah. 
summoning the aliens. The Russians have recently claimed that they can now predict when UFOs will appear in the skies above them and that they have now learned how to willingly summon them. They've also claimed that UFO activity has increased when large-scale weapons testing has taken place, of which they have been measuring UFO activity by doing so. We can say that we have learned to summon UFOs in Vladimirovka. To do this, we dramatically increase the number of military flights and movement of the equipment. If the intensity on our side increased, UFOs appeared with the probability of 100%. Okay. So there is that. Now, back to Kansas. In Overland Park, a woman in northeast Kansas spotted an unusual sight in the sky. What looked like a large aircraft hovering above Kansas may actually have been created by one. Overland Park residents noticed some odd-looking clouds on January 26th. She posted the photos online. Um, they're called Fall Street Clouds or Hole Punch Clouds and are a rather unusual sight. They're usually formed when a plane flies through that layer of cloud cover. Planes fly through clouds all the time, but in this case, the clouds are thin and made up of ice crystals. And when the jet exhaust full of liquid moisture is added to the cloud, the ice crystals grow rapidly and fall, leaving a hole in the cloud. Um, and then it shows a little streak of ice crystals falling from it. So it kind of looks like if you see um, it raining off in the distance and you can see the the rain falling down. That's sort of how this looks. And like I said, I will, you can look it up yourself. It's from KSNT News in Kansas, or I can um, get permission to post it. Um, it was the KSNT 27 News storm track. So that's where that came from. The other report was from a Russian uh, UFO International project. So Um, and then other things obviously happen. We do have the full moon, um, that was last night, but the energy from that, the snow moon will be for the next three days. Um, so that affects a lot of energy, but the, we also have, so it was, it was over Kansas for like three days. Um the the chinese weather balloon, spy balloon that they talked about and they advised so in kansas all these farmers have weapons and you know they many people are like me like we don't we don't pay attention to the news that much we don't pay attention to um social media we don't pay attention to i i only know these like i'm intuitively uh led to all of these things, um, I'll say. So, um, but typically I, I try to stay away from electronics. You know, I don't, I don't like the frequencies. I don't like the, um, I don't like the negativity of news and I don't, it's hard enough being in a city to keep my vibration high with all the other, you know, with, with pollution and, and, um, or not pollution, smog, well, pollution too, but smog and things like that. All the noise, the sirens and stuff. Um, I say noise, that was my dog. Um, 
so I don't typically watch those, but farmers don't either. So they all, and they all have a lot of weapons because, you know, we came from, it's, it's very old school here. Like it's set back in time. There aren't a lot of people. There aren't a lot of cities. That's why they call it the 1% go to the Midwest because there's just, but then, then you have to deal with aliens and, and monsters because we're on a major parallel, a major UFO highway. Um, so they see this weather balloon flying over and people start taking shots at it. And <laughs> so it went out on the news to, they, they advised everyone. They said, absolutely do not shoot at this plane, like, or not this plane, this weather balloon, stand down. We know it's there. It's a, you know, it's, it's a China spy plane, whatever spy balloon. I believe they ended up, the military ended up shooting it down off the coast of South Carolina. Um, that's what I read later. I don't know whether that's true or not, but um, I just thought it was funny because it, in Kansas, like, they're, they're in their own world. <laughs> they're like, screw it. We'll take matters into our own hands. So, um, and they started shooting at it. So, um, but Another another thing happened this this past that's been very controversial is CERN and they made some discoveries with the Hadron Collider most recently that it was tearing a hole in Earth's magnetic field. They said no big deal, this hole will, you know, eventually repair itself. Um they said it, it might be able to stay open for, for around 14 hours. No big deal. But there is a chance that otherworldly things might possibly, uh, you know, be able to come into our world. And they say that's not a problem. Right, right. So, so my question is, who allows, like, people vote for... Like we have NATO, we have in, in America, I don't you know, a lot of many countries do it this way now, wherever, you know, you have your smaller regions, like we have states and, and counties and such that vote for major decision-making things like that. Not that that always matters, but I mean, at least it makes us feel better. Um, but why doesn't, like, why don't people get to say what, what the fate of the universe is? Why aren't we allowed to, to vote on that or something? You know, I always tell people that I wish I could uh, win the lottery to, to be able to have a say, not, not for the money, because that doesn't really mean, you know, I have no agenda, even for this. Like, I've always said that. We don't, I don't get paid for this. I don't... <clears throat> I don't get paid for, for doing research or telling people my life story or anything. Um, so, so it's not for that purpose. I would want to win it so I could have somewhat, so I could be a rich scientist that has a say in the fate of the universe. Um, and the same with like, okay, I get that no one owns space, obviously. Um, but the same with with Elon Musk and all of his satellites. Why don't we? Why don't any of us have a say on someone launching, you know, hundreds of satellites into space? 
or the amount of rocket fuel they use. The rocket fuel alone would be enough to break down our, obviously our ozone, everything else. Um, and I, I assume our, our magnetic, the, the magnetic field also. If you go back to a wrinkle in time, however, and you think of it from that perspective, maybe it's a good thing, you know, maybe they're putting a hole in the wall so so things can come through. Maybe they're coming to save us. I don't know, you know, maybe like Josh said, the poison is the cure. Who knows? I'm just a crazy Kansan. Like, I, I don't really know. Um, the The state of the world, though, now is, or anyways, the world I live in, my reality in Kansas is chaos, is absolutely chaos. We had, of the ones that were solved, I should say, seven homicides um, at the beginning of January alone, you know. Oh, and here's another one. Here's another one that was, this is an actual call. You know, every time I start, this is, this is why, this is why I know. Spirit's like, oh, every time I start talking about these things, my nose starts itching. Like, so I'm like, oh my God, they're talking about me. Oh, here was one from, from the Jerusalem Post on January 6th. Um, suspected UFO shot down over Russia's Rostov Oblast. So while the UFO's identity is unclear, some Russian lawmakers are claiming it was a Ukrainian drone. Others, civilians have wilder theories. Um, the news was first shared by Rostov Oblast. Uh, the governor, I can't pronounce any of those names, Vasily um, Galubev, see this shows how much I watch on those, who claim that it was spotted above the village of Sultan Sala. I urge everyone to remain calm to ensure security, all forces and means are involved. The sky is covered with anti-aircraft defenses. Um, according to local news outlet, he didn't explain what the UFO was other than it was shaped like a ball. Helpful. Anyways, while the UFO's identity is unclear, it doesn't seem likely that it was a probe of some kind by advanced alien life. In fact, one Russian lawmaker has claimed it was actually a drone sent by other nations. Okay. Despite this war and claims of authorities, many residents weren't exactly satisfied with the, the explanation. There's alternative claims by locals, including the moon, included that the moon being shot down, a balloon carrying Winnie the Pooh being shot down by Piglet's gun, that's hilarious, a weather balloon, and Santa Claus on his way back to the North Pole. It was probably Santa Claus. In that case, that's terrible. That'd be tragic. Anyways, so there was that, but this was in my local uh, police scanner. It was an interaction. Somebody called in. Um, what I always wonder about these things, whether they were joking or not. Um, they said, of 
course. Now I can't find the actual. Um, anyway, it was two, it said two people, two guys were like interacting with each other in, in real life, like face to face. And all of a sudden they couldn't see each other or they could hear each other, but they could not see each other. And they called, one of them called the police. Okay. What have I been telling y'all about? These dimensions, inner dimensions, are always here. It's not something that goes away. It's not something that randomly shows up. It's not something. Now, certain days, times, moon phases, things like that, yes, um, the frequencies can change to make it easier to view those dimensions and beings from those dimensions. But for the most part, you know, it's like if we were all living in, imagine us all living on like a, in a 12-state, I don't know, apartment building or hotel or something with, but your walls were completely invisible. So they weren't actually there, but they were there in a sense that, that you couldn't like cross over into your neighbor's room. Now, depending on your frequency, you could see into that, but you couldn't directly violate their their um, their peace and living and, and such and, and affect them in any way. Like, it, it's just through the glass, you know, you can see it's like a window. But, um, and then there were floors to that. So that not only would you have the different walls between you, you know, an infinite amount of, of people living on your same floor, but in certain dimensions, the higher you get, you would also have people above you, people below you, people behind you all the time. It's It doesn't go, where does it go? It doesn't go away. Um, so you just can't always see it. Um, and so so that's kind of, how I describe that to, um, to like my kids and stuff. Um, you have to be respectful to everything living on every plane of existence, because once we start, we can't even get along with people in our own backyard, much less, you know, people across the country or world or whatever. Um, but when we start messing with things that we don't know the repercussions, um, which has been, you know, the human human's main problem since the beginning of time, um, and how it affects all of these other things, um, and those worlds start inter they've they've always been there but when they start intermingling with our own world and then we're like oh shit what did we do like that you probably shouldn't have opened it the first time i saw uh jurassic park i was like oh damn that could actually happen like that's 
kind of scary. Should should we unleash vampire or bam? Ooh, I say vampires. Should we unleash dinosaurs? Like, uh, is that a good idea? You know, we're we're quite a bit smaller than them. Um, back in the day when giants were still around, before those were exterminated, also, you know, they they probably it was like dinosaurs were their pets, but now. No, we don't, you know, I don't have T-Rex running around. <laughs> like, I don't have a yard big enough. <laughs> so, um, I just found out that crayons, crayons, Crayola crayons, um, are made from fossil fuels. So, technically, when you color something, when you create with a crayon, um, it's probably from, uh, like, a dinosaur, you know, millions of years ago. So, that's fascinating. That's, um, which I always said that if, when I die, I was, I was like, I want my, I, I want to be cremated and, because ash is, is one of the most healing, uh, elements in existence you can use ash for for plants and and medicinal purposes and all kinds of things but i would want to be cremated and i would want my ashes to be made into a diamond you know um because those are a girl's best friend right <laughs> but diamonds you, you can you start from coal um and then I said a, uh, oh, a single, this was like metaphorically, obviously, I don't shoot anything but a bullet, shoot for the moon. And then a, a pencil, the letter of pencils. So, uh, you know, my, um, my kids, grandchildren, whoever could, could write their, you know, continue to create and write their dreams and, um, and so, to me, that's a, that's a problem with I. I think all of these things, all of these dimensions, all of these um, beings, and everything is since everything's infinite. And you think of a single, you know, back to the beginning of creation. It's it's even. Even smaller than than atoms and and protons and neutrons and and nuclei and stuff are these tiny tiny tiny. I mean, we couldn't see them. Threads, they look like little threads, basically. Um, that that were what made up the universe. So if you think of that and and weaving all of that together throughout time. That's why it's infinite. Just look at everything we create and how fast it multiplies. So even the internet, you know, I'm sh it's been around for a long time, but AI just came out. All the the writing and the the artwork and everything in the in the most recent uh, few months to the public, anyways, or probably the last six months, year maybe. Look how look how fast that spreads. I don't mean I don't mean just to the public sector, but it's like apps. One person creates an app, which in turn 
another person does and then another person does and another person another person so all of a sudden you because it's that idea that's sparked and you have it branches off like a family tree you know which which is how we're all related um we're all connected um so all of that branches off at an extreme rate and so sometimes i i think it's important just to go back to the basics like people contact me all the time and tell me that they're disconnected from from source or their intuition or spirituality or anything well that's because we have it's like since i have adhd and stuff if i go it's it's really a thing at chinese food restaurants here and i'm, I'm not saying that's the only one there's tons but but they have a menu that's too big. Like there are, I have too many choices. And so then I can't make a choice because I'm like, Ooh, that looks good. And that looks good. And that looks good. And that, you know, and so, so it's like, it's overload and we don't need that many choices. We don't need that many choices. We don't need this much stuff. We don't need, we, you know, I always say, take, take all the, take only what you can carry because, uh, Oh, speaking of which, um, the bat also symbolizes a dead bat anyways symbolizes a great move or transformation in the future so in my own life most recently my um you know the people that own my house um told me that they would like to move back in it so i have to move um with pretty short notice so now i have to find a place but the bat symbolizes that transformation it's something um that would help me grow you know obviously if if you become stagnant in one area then then it's time to make a move it's time to um only take what you can carry from that place only only um i'm not saying like quite literally and physically you know like have a yard sale or something but i'm saying when we take everything that was left from the last those traumas or or that energy that was left from our last life, our last um, town, our last whatever job, you know, our last relationship, any of those things, then then it just starts stacking up, and eventually um, it'll collapse, you know. So imagine that that twelve-story apartment building. You add one more floor, and it's too much too much to carry like you can't hold that much um we can't even imagine as humans wrap our minds around that concept for that matter so um maybe my town you know being being similar to gotham and in complete chaos is is a sign that something needs to change you know if everyone's at war um Typically, you know, as within, so without, the war at home, the war within ourselves, that's where it starts. It starts at the roots. Like, you have to go back to the roots to make any changes to the outside of the plant, obviously. So, um, we, there's so much corruption with, with our town. Um, not not just the people but it started you know and maybe all these people from the the asylums and stuff are now it's like 
that trauma carried over with their DNA from their ancestors because there were some terrible, terrible things done at the asylums here in Topeka. I mean, absolutely horrendous um, back in the 1800s and or 1900s as well. So a lot of that's probably carrying over and there's some very angry people. It just makes me sad. Um, but I will be, I have a lot of bat art um, that I may be putting on my, my Etsy shop. Um, I also have tons of stuff. I've made like t-shirt designs and stuff. I, I haven't posted any of those. I should, um, but I will put that on my page as well. Um, and the entire presentation I did of this as well with, with the pictures and everything um this week definitely but i just wanted to let everyone know why i've been so scattered and busy um because aside from my daughter's broken leg and things like that i uh i also have to move so if you i which i love old haunted houses and things like that because to me um it's character it's like you know um, giving something a second chance. So if in your state, country, what have you, there, tell me, you can email me, you can write it on my, my group page. Tell me what is amazing about your state or town that I should move to and why. If there's like an abandoned house. <laughs> <laughs> haunted house that I can buy because um, I don't have to stay in Kansas so um, if you have any ideas I would like to hear everyone's thoughts on on what's good about their state or country um, and why so with that um, my email address if you would like to be a guest on my show um, is the missing piece with Trish just with Trish, not not Mo, at gmail.com. Um, I am booking after March into into the fall. I will also have a form for that soon. So, um, and I would also like to thank Carnation for sponsoring me. So, as well as the network. Um, thank you all for tuning in. If you want more um, topics like this, be sure to to comment that as well. Um, I'm trying to, I'm getting better about interacting with people in the chat room, but y'all aren't talking much. And yet there's like tons of viewers. So you're just quiet. But um, so I will um, see you all next week. Um, I want to get permission to post all these cool, cool things I found this week. So follow up. Be sure to like, subscribe to my YouTube channel and my Facebook group and have a safe week. Again, if you have anything you'd like me to investigate, um, feel free to contact me. So I am grateful for every one of you listening. Have a good night.